coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. And hello, welcome to a sad episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe DeVerge. And I'm Chris Hatfield. Gabe, I am getting... Probably slightly intoxicated over the course of this podcast. Um, I have a big I be box. In my hand, my guy. Yeah, no, I have a I have a box wine here, um, which seems like an app like cel- slap, not slap celebration, bag, but yeah, it seems like an app drink for this podcast when you lose to uh, Josh fucking Passer. So yeah, that's 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 what's happening. Um, I'm I'm disappointed because I thought we were gonna have a nice podcast, you know, where we could talk about Louisville basketball for 30 minutes and we could talk about Matt Jones going from different presidential. <laughs> Candidates to uh, you know wherever the fuck he's at yeah, now. We're, we're postponing the Matt Jones update we're, we're, until next we're week. We're that. That's what happens when you lose to Georgia Tech. Um, plans get plans get thrown out the window. So yeah. Chris, we did. I did this with you like five minutes ago. Where are you at on a scale of one to ten? Ten being flame mad, one being hashtag not mad at all. Where are you right now? I'm in the seven area, and you're still in the seven. Not, okay. Uh, yeah, it's not necessarily because of the opponent. I think that it, uh, we talked about. I talked a little bit about it in the Discord. I think the Georgia Tech's probably better than their record indicates. I mean, not significantly better. I, I view them as like a, a bubbleish NCAA tournament team if they actually had a decent head coach. Right. Um, so I, I mean, I think they have talent, um, but I'm more mad because I, I see a bit of a trend developing with how Louisville loses. I think the way yeah. they lost tonight was very similar to how they lost against Texas Tech. Um, Completely agree. Um, you know, a a really good defensive team. Um, Georgia Tech is not a really good defensive team, but they're a pretty good defensive team. That kind of mucks up the game, um, gets downhill on you. Um, has more of an edge, has more of a fight, has more of just a nastiness about them um, in a sense. Um, gets in you and it gets gets a big lead and then you, you know, you, you, you kind of give a counter punch, but it's not strong enough. Um, and that's, that. it feels very similar in line with that. The Florida State loss was kind of just like a blur for me because, you know, Florida State shot absolutely lights out. Um, Tonight felt very similar in the same vein of Texas Tech, and that is the concerning part for me because you look at you look at NCAA tournament teams like like a West Virginia. Um, well, West Virginia is the main one that comes to mind that really plays very good defense and, and kind of mucks up a game and wins ugly. That's that's the scenario you see. You see a very like defined path and way to be global, um, and that's what bothers me. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, I mean, the top defense, Ken Palm, Kansas, West Virginia, Baylor, Maryland, Texas Tech, um, San Diego State, Seton Hall. These are all teams that Louisville could face in a, in a, uh, in an Elite Eight, in a Sweet 16. Um, so they're going to be in the way. Um, I'm sitting at a six. I, I, my issue with this game, I agree with you. It, 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 we're seeing the same issues. We're seeing Louisville not go out to a great start. We're seeing Louisville um, do, you know, play lackadaisical, not make a lot of motion, get, you know, just just look really stagnant. And that's something the opposite of what we saw this Louisville team do against Virginia, which was previously the number one defense in Ken Palm. So 
I, I get that. I, I'm, I'm, I completely agree there. I think where I'm like hesitant to be where some people are right now calling into shows is that um, it took so many things to go wrong for Louisville to lose this game. It took so many yeah, Louisville it, missing. Uh, Louisville's the number two team in the country in shooting three points, three pointers. They went three of 24, 12.5% today. Uh, if they hit, you know, if they hit a few three pointers, that's not an issue. Um, you, you know, issues like those just it, it, the terrible timing of everything. It felt like there were so many turning points in this game, which I think we're going to get to. Um, I think Louisville is still just. It is a bummer to see them try to f figure things out. Like, they still have things to figure out. They still have guys to rely on. And this sort of system that we have really enjoyed since the Florida State loss of, oh, we don't know who's going to show up tonight, um, kind of bit us in the behind because only two people showed up as opposed to three or four, <laughs> which usually gets us out of these jams. Yeah, and I mean. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's significantly important to point out that, that Georgia Tech just snapped the longest ACC winning streak in 37 years. It's, um, that's, that's I thing. mean, it, this was, well, when to you, me, this was, yeah. Go ahead. Well, when, you, when you hear people talk the way that they're talking tonight, even, even Mac, in a sense, saying that you want to make a starting lineup adjustment because of one loss in, in the past 11 games, seems like a bit of an overreaction to me. Um, but, you know, that appears to be a thing that's happening. He... he pretty much did as much to confirm that a starting lineup change is happening. I think the likely one that you could you could look at would be, you know, obviously David Johnson in the lineup for, for either Fresh Kimball or um, sliding Fresh Kimball to the two um, and, you know, him playing in place of Darius Perry. So that's an interesting thing to look at. But um, and one of the one of the wins that Louisville was down 12 at halftime, too. It may have been to this Georgia Tech team, or I'm trying to... No, it was Wake Forest. That's who they were down. It was they were Wake down 12, Yeah. So I, I took a few notes because we were originally going to record a podcast that night, and I got to feeling pretty sick, and we were unable to do that. But I, I kind of just just belabored the fact that this this team is just so laid back. It's, it's almost to the point to where... They could be in like a three-story house, and you could be like, "Okay, there's a fire on the third floor. You should get out." And they're like, "Okay, there's like yeah. there's a fire on the second floor. You should get out." And they're like, "Okay." And then there's a fire well, on the first on floor. The second okay, floor. <laughs> yeah, you, you you should you should definitely get out. And then they finally get out. And I think that the the benefit of that mentality is that you never really get rattled. But the 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 cons of something like that is the sense of urgency is kind of just a thing that that you don't see and that i mean i, I didn't feel like this team really really had it much uh, much of a sense of urgency at any point tonight there was when when you look at that wake force game there was such a big like you could watch that team in the first half and then watch them in the second half. And if you took those jerseys off, you did, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't think they're the same team. I didn't get that same sense tonight that there was such a dramatic shift from the first half to the second half. And I don't know if that's fatigue of, you know, you win 10 games straight, that kind of wears on you. Um, answering the bell the way they've answered the bell, the way they've won late and won late and they're on the road and things like that. But that's, that's kind of the point that I'm the most interested in is there wasn't that dramatic shift from the end of the first half to the start of the second half. I didn't see a very, like, significantly better, different team. No, I, I, th I think you're absolutely right. I, I, it, it's... 
and it's exactly what you said. This has been the problem. I, Louisville fans have been rightfully begging this team to just come out and whip a team behind for 40 minutes, and they've they done that Clemson. once. That's yeah. what I say. They've done it once in ACC play. This, and for honestly, for them to go this long winning games by the seat of their pants, it, it's it's a minor miracle. So I, it's I, I understand the frustration. I I don't know. I think where where I hesitate from being at an eight, a nine, a ten is just I thought I knew this is going to happen. Not 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 to sound that sounds really jerkish. I, mean, I mean, no, you call you called this game. You didn't call a loss, but two weeks ago, this was your biggest concern. This was the one it. I was worried about. Yeah. But also, just in general, I just like I had a conversation with a friend not too long ago. I was like, man, if we went out, we're gonna get a one seed in the NCAA tournament, and all the teams are out west, so we'll get the indie game. We'll be the one in the one seed in indie. I was like, this team is not winning is not going to win out. I just I just didn't I just didn't get the feeling that they were going to. Honestly, I didn't I didn't want to. That sounds just here here goes like the <laughs> Go ahead. Let me go through just the big picture ramifications before we get more yes, particular into this game. Um let's I, I ran I ran through it before we like went on the pod um that now it's exactly 50% of the the top 10 of the net has a quad 2 loss or or worse. Um, Georgia Tech is a team that, believe it or not, um, this loss could fall into quad one category. Um, I think it's yeah. seven spots away. Um, so it would take, you know, some pretty decent play from Georgia Tech to make that happen. But that could end up being and you significant. You think that they rise probably five spots with this alone? Yeah. So, I mean, then, um, you're talking about Georgia Tech doing something like winning two out of their next three. And to be that quite honest, their toughest, yeah, their toughest game left remaining is at Syracuse on the 22nd, and then they play oh, kind so. of the, the rest of the bad ACC teams at home. So, so maybe it is possible. I, I, I said it would be kind of dramatic. Yeah, um, I don't think it's I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. So, um, so there, there's that. Um, West Virginia. This is not this is not a loss to Stephen F. Austin. No, like, it is not. Just, it's, it's not a loss to Evansville. It's not even a loss to to Wake Forest or Boston College. It's different. Correct. Um, Kansas did end up beating West Virginia. I told you incorrectly before we started this podcast. They yeah, went okay. fifty eight to forty nine. So that that you know that kind of helps Louisville um, because that was a team in in the third spot that that could have jumped Louisville. Uh, at, I don't know that I would qualify this as a seed line loss. Not yet. Um, let me let me take a glance at the, the, the top 16 that was released by the NCAA tournament because I want to see the teams that were right behind Louisville. Um, it didn't feel like that to me, but I could be no, wrong. No, it didn't either. I, and so, I don't know. And I think Louisville still has – I think Louisville still has, you know, decent opportunities. Um, they, st- they still have a game – uh, they still have a game at Virginia. They have the game at Florida State to kind of, you know, mop this up a little bit on, on the resume side. Um, yeah, so um, let me interrupt you. I just I finally got it up. No, you're fine. Um, West Virginia was eighth right behind Louisville, and they lost. Uh, Maryland was ninth. They didn't play tonight. Um, who was – Dayton was sixth, which is kind of irrelevant because I, I think that Louisville is, is behind them even with a win. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it from the perspective of regional um, perspective, 
this makes the route to to Indianapolis significantly more difficult. But from from a seed perspective, I'm not sure it changes a whole lot just yet. Um, it definitely makes Clemson and you know the rest of the way it makes at Virginia significantly more important um, than it was you know just I, a few I, hours that's, ago. But that's yeah. the biggest problem to me. You know, rest of the season big picture wise is that now you can only i think if you want to maximize your seed line if you want to stay at two be a high level three you can only lose to florida state for the rest of the year yeah i mean and, and there's just tricky there's other tricky opportunities there yeah florida state was 10th um so they were the third three seed Right, uh, they're right. They were the second, third Which, seed. Yeah, and you got. I mean, and they lost. I mean, they lost. Add Duke. It's not a huge loss. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is that this doesn't really change Louisville's seed line. It's more of a, a right. regional, regional like damaging loss, whether they get Indianapolis or, or in that area. But let's let's dig a little bit deeper here. Okay, let's go into things that went wrong, because uh, there were many. Uh, I think we have to start <laughs> at the top with Jordan Wara. Um, who was not good. <laughs> he was one of six from the field, uh, 0 for 4 from 3, only three rebounds on the defensive end, four turnovers, two assists, two points. That's a, that's a bad stat line. That's a bad stat line. More turnovers mm-hmm. than points is about as bad as can get. I was half expecting Mac to show up and say that Jordan had the flu um, because he had zero at times just looked like zero interest in, in, in making an impact on this game. And um, I mean, it was, I thought after he had the assist to David Johnson, he was maybe going to get a little more involved. Um, he, there was a few defensive plays like, okay, here it comes. That was a great defensive play by Jordan. Now he's going to get involved into this. And he never did. Um, mm-hmm. He disappears. He disappears. He hasn't done it like this in a while. Um, what did you make of it, Chris? <laughs> So, last year in the ACC tournament, um, when Louisville played North Carolina, and I'm trying to remember for the player for the life of me, who defended Jordan Mora. Um, damn it. I can't remember his name. But it was essentially going into that game, it was like, okay, Jordan Moore is going to get I'm going to guess it was Cameron Johnson. Yes, it was Cameron Johnson. You're correct. Um, it, the, the discussion in that game was basically Jordan Moore is going to get guarded by an NBA-type body that's going to see him in the NBA. And Cameron right. Johnson basically shut Jordan Moore down. Yeah, he had seven points in that game. Yeah, so and, and, and since then, I don't think there's been a matchup to where you look at and say Jordan Moore is going to have a NBA-type matchup, and he just kind of dominates. Um that, it's tough to say with Georgia Tech because they played a lot of zone. They mixed up a lot of things. Um, but in a lot of times, there was James Banks on him, um, which is a – I said it before the game, that's a kind of a tough matchup for Jordan Ward because it's a rangy, tall, longer guy um, that, that, that's going to give him fits. And I, I think more than anything, this just kind of highlights to me that Jordan Ward isn't really an NBA type of talent. And I hate to say that. Things can change. He could definitely be. I've, I've said it, you know, a few games ago that he could be the type of guy that 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 comes into an NBA game and you know there's one of those random nights in the NBA and he has like a 15, 16 point third quarter. People are like, who the hell is this guy? But <laughs> more and more, 
it, it, it just seems like, you know, you, you put a longer guy on him, you frustrate him, you bump him, you, you, you get physical with him, and you get him out of his game. And t- tonight, the, the, the troubling thing for me is that Louisville wasn't looking for him. And I don't know if Louisville wasn't looking for him because of game plan or just because they didn't trust him to deliver in that moment. And that's an entirely different conversation because and it, not it, only was he were they not looking for him, he sat, Chris. He yeah. he was benched. And when he was on the floor, it didn't seem like he was demanding the ball anyway. So I mean, yeah. It, 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 I I'm with you. It was, it was very odd. And listen, I I don't know. I I feel like with with Louisville fans, sometimes people just people are you know because we're not a team that's always used to looking at t- at players through the NBA lens they're very apt to kind of be like hey well Mr. NBA you're not going to be NBA playing like that and I don't know like uh, yes I don't think Jordan War is going to be a lottery pick maybe that was his hope his goal that he was going to end up as a lottery pick um, I don't think that's going to happen I think he's still a first rounder he's been projected around 30 in a lot of things that I've seen um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I it's it is odd to me that he disappears at these at these moments at these times. It's just it's it's super I, weird to me. I think the Jordan Ward discussion is completely warranted tonight because of because of I mean like it, it's one thing to like disappear because I, I I agree with you when you say you know the the whole NBA thing and mobile fans looking through the lens and my God if you look at Twitter right now it's an all out assault on anyone. It's a minefield out there, man. We're just we're we're in our camp just watching people blow themselves up out there. Right, but I mean like it, yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. But um, it, it, it's just for me, it didn't even seem like. You know, the announcer, it's it's the four or five minute point, and naturally, um, the, the announcer says something that's not very unique. It's like, hey, the best player on the floor, you should probably get him the ball. But there wasn't like a, there wasn't an alpha dog mentality of like, I'm going to get the ball, and if this team loses, it's going to be on me. And uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's where I have a hard time. I go back to like, okay, this team's very laid back. That's good because, you know, any guy can beat you any night. But at some point, you just want to want to have a guy that that, that kind of takes over the game and says, you know, if this team wins, it's going to be on me. If they lose, it's going to be on me. For the last, you know, two, one minute, David Johnson did that in a sense before he fouled out. He was just basically like, yes. fuck it, I'm going to go to yeah. the rim. And yeah, if was. it doesn't work, then, I, I mean, it took that. that That's the type of ownership I would love to see Jordan Ward take over in a game in that situation. And I just haven't seen it at almost any point. And I think that's it, – it's not necessarily about – if he steps up in these moments and he fails, that's one thing. But to not even grab that grab that mantle, if you will, is I, I think that's a bigger issue. I'm, I'm right there with you. He, it's it's lack of assertiveness. I mean, and we, we've talked about leadership. We've talked about toughness a ton of time. Jordan is not the guy who brings everyone around. We've been very quick to praise him when he has been that guy. And he wasn't tonight. And uh-huh. you're, you're absolutely right. Like that, I don't know. We, we can talk about that last play. I don't know how much we want to talk about individual plays. But that last play where Fresh Kimball drives, loses the ball. 
maybe the play was to get it back to Wara, but like even still, like I just want I just want Wara having that at the top. Yeah, of the I key. think it, I think it definitely was. Um, it, it it seemed like it was a screen, and he came off of that, and it looked like it Louisville was going like, over a three in the win. But yeah, I think that I I don't know. Like I, I, I mean, he maybe had four maybe turnovers. part of this is that. Jordan Moore isn't necessarily the greatest guy on the ball, and he's not a guy he that's going to create his own you. shot. He yeah, doesn't create it, his own shot, and that was the difference between him being a end of first rounder and a lottery pick. And uh, that's what's that's what it's going to be. The dude can fill it up when he's hot. He's you know he's going to be great for some. He's going to be great for some NBA team. He's going to drop twenty five points in a game randomly. It's going to be, oh Jordan Wara out of nowhere, the eighth man who drops twenty five yeah. points against the Rockets. He's going to have those nights, but he can't create his own shot. He he just he's not he's not that guy. And um, to have that as your best player is it's it is a little bit of a downside no i mean it 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 really is if you want to look at the makeup of the ways you beat global i i think that that's one of the ways you kind of beat global is you pack the paint and and you know hope they're code from three and if they're code from three you're gonna have a real good shot because they don't have guys that can kind of slash into the lane. Um, I think at times Georgia Tech doubled, doubled the bigs, um, and, and that helped a lot. So, yeah, I, I think you're yeah. you're totally spot on. I would love to talk about free throws a little bit because that's been Let's kind of a nagging, nagging thing that's that suddenly appeared once again, eh? Um, Louisville, Louisville, honestly, not that bad. 17 from 24. <laughs> yeah. 70%. Uh, I, Seemed like they missed a lot of front, front ends of one on ones. They missed the front ends of one on ones, and also there was a few times I have it written down when I was like talking about like turning points. Uh, DJ missed two. Um, at, at late in the late in the second half, like I think it could have tied the game, and he missed both of them. Um, yeah. I'm looking. Yeah, Malik missed free throw at 11 minutes in the second half. Um, yeah, trying to find Darius Perry missed one with seven minutes left. A lot of yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of front end of one and ones missed, um, which you know inflates it for sure. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I think I think three points to me was a bigger, kind of a bigger albatross than than, than the free throws. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I think I, e- Go ahead. I was just gonna say neither one of them really require a whole lot of analysis. You know, they didn't hit fucking free throws. It sucks. You get, but it, it but has geez, to you want to hear something crazy? You want to hear that? something crazy? Louisville was second in the country at three point percentage. Yeah. I let me. Who is number one? Um, BYU maybe. BYU was number one. I guess it hasn't right. been updated because Louisville is now sixth. Okay. But it's for some reason it says on their Ken Palm account that they're still first. Uh, they went from forty two point three percent to thirty nine point one. I guess BYU didn't shoot as well. For some reason it says on their Ken Palm account that they're number one, but when you look at the full rankings, they're down to sixth. I, I don't know, like, and that's the thing that like Louisville was still one or two threes away from that being a game that that being a win so like that's why like i'm not i'm not sky is falling about this um i mean there i were guess you got you got that game out you got that game out of the way um i guess is is a nice thing and, and i don't know yeah i mean there were so many little things you you just alluded to dj missing those two free so free throws that could have tied the game there was the goaltending um there was the malik 
let's foul let's really quick was, talk about foul that wasn't yeah, a foul. I remember foul that, that as well. But the and one, we got that makeup call in the and one. That was not really a, the, the yeah. DJ and one. It was not really a foul. I, listen, I, I know I, I've had a few people talk about referees. If the referees didn't make Louisville miss. You know, didn't make Louisville go three for 24. They didn't They didn't cause 16 turnovers. Um, I, I, I think that was one. Sure, that's one part of it. Um, but it's maybe to me, it's 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 not the part that I'm concerned about going forward. Those things all end up equal at the end. It's a, it's a flip of a coin of, of BS and, and whatnot. Um, but Louisville missing three, going three from 24, um, not, you know, only having 10 assists on uh, on 19 made f- field goals um, and, and, you know, not doing enough defensively to me is is far more important mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah man i'm just uh, <laughs> just processing this weird thing uh, it, it's so hard to process it what uh, we're seeing a lot of stuff um we're, we saw Mac t- apparently mention that he's going to switch up the starting lineup. What would you like to see? You know, you can talk about the starting lineup. Um, anything else specifically that you want to see from Mac in against um, Clemson? I, I really don't care about the starting lineup. I honestly don't really care at all. I, you can do I completely agree, man. I completely you, agree. You, you can do whatever the hell you want. Um, I would like to the, – the zone thing is something we haven't even mentioned. Um, I thought that was effective in a lot of spurts, and I would like to see that more. Um, we saw that – man, it was a few games ago we saw it three or four plays, and we talked about then um, uh, about how we kind of would like to see it more, and I would like to continue seeing it some more. I would like to see more freedom on the defense overall and and, and just kind of, you know, if something's partially, just stick with it. Don't overthink it. Um, that That's the biggest thing. It's like the, 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 the defensive side of the ball is the biggest, you know, it's, it's kind of all subjective because there's not really the type of numbers you can point to as much with ease with defense. But I, I think that's the biggest issue right now is assuring up things there. I, I still don't really worry about this team offensively, even though they, they had some pretty rough spurts tonight. Um, but it seemed like in a lot of periods that, that Georgia Tech was just getting into the paint pretty, like, with ease. And, Completely you know, that, 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 that concerns me. Um, I've seen some people here on Twitter say that they wanted to see it. Louisville maybe push the pace a little bit more. I'm looking at Bartorvik's numbers right now. This was actually the fifth fastest that Louisville's played at all season. Um, so Miami was the fastest, or the one of the fastest. It was the fourth fastest. Um, Akron was the second fastest. Texas Tech was the third fastest. Duke was the fastest. And tonight was the fifth fastest. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah, you want to play a little bit faster, that's fine with me. I'm not sure that's going to really equate to more wins, more losses. I did think that for a brief stint of time um but i've kind of cooled a little bit on that so yeah <laughs> I, uh, I we, we saw two bigs tonight which was weird we saw that real we briefly. did that see was two bigs, and we saw three guards at one point yeah we did see that it yeah. was a little weird lineup wise i i don't know like uh mac definitely went a lot of different directions and a lot of different lineups and some of it worked at times. I felt like I, I really enjoyed the play where he switched his zone right after out of the timeout and then kind of second-guessed himself that next time, and it led to a three. Um, yeah, like you're giving Josh Pasha uh, way too much it, fucking credit, dude. <laughs> yeah. 
that's that's the other part of it but louisville you know louisville's coming off to you know some you sent me that chart earlier today of their defensive efforts but just like the last two games georgia tech is 181st in offense mm-hmm. and then virginia is 248th in adjusted offense and those are just two games and then wake forest i mean wake Forest. well wake forest is 71st in offense so not as bad but you know two opportunities to really clamp down defense against subpar offenses and they can't do it and and that's stuff that's gonna matter in march yeah i mean honestly their 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 defensive numbers weren't really that bad tonight but i think you can totally look at that game with the eyes and say that (laughs) that there were some some defensive issues that'll be one of those where i just have to kind of ignore the statistics a little bit because i think it was just such an ugly game um but yeah i mean i i just think you know in the last few games, Max kind of flirted with with getting away with like from the pack line. And usually, what you see with with pack line like coaches is that they're very like into their system. They're not gonna change. They're gonna do what they do. Virginia never changes. Um, Indiana, right. who runs a pack line, doesn't really change. Texas Tech is always they they run a no middle, but it's very similar to the back line. They say the same. Baylor, who runs a no middle, was doing that this season for the new, but they haven't changed once. So Mac already going away from it in the last few games kind of tells me that he's probably not confident in it. Um, so I think sharing yeah, it's, that, it's interesting. I, I don't know. I think that's that's a load of interesting because even even against Virginia, you can look at that game and and say that Louisville wasn't playing the same defense against Virginia that they played all season. They were much more aggressive, um, and they tried that in spurts tonight, and it worked some, and it and, and it you know hurt them some. But yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's 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 crazy and. It's something I'll definitely keep an eye on, and it's it's my I'm way more concerned about that than anything on offense. I know we've said that a few times. Um, yeah, where do we go from here? I just <laughs> no more games on February fourteenth. No yeah, yeah, today is the one year anniversary of the Duke loss, and we played again, and we lost on the same day. So Mike Rutherford mentioned that, and a hundred percent. Yeah, one thing I do want to know. Louisville, one thing that was weird about tonight, Louisville never made a run, which I thought yeah. was really weird for them. They had a, they they had never, a few six, they had a few six zero spurts, but yeah, they had a few six zero spurts, but they never had, they never had that ten to two, they never had that twelve, you know, twelve to four or twelve to three. Um, that was weird to me. That seems like something that hasn't happened this season. Um, they were just kind of right there the whole time, which is why it just Louisville. I mean, even if they had ended up winning, there was a moment where like, oh my gosh, they're gonna come back when when DJ hit the and one, and I was like, they have no business winning this game. They just didn't deserve it. So, yeah, it's great. I don't know. Remember the last time Louisville? Well, I guess what was it? Pitt. We kind of didn't deserve yeah. to win that game. Um, you know, so maybe we cashed ours in already this year of of, of, of winning a game we didn't deserve. I'll go through some offensive rating numbers here from the starting lineup because I do have like the advanced box score here. Yeah, um, please, because because the starting lineup <laughs> did poorly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so offensive rating wise, ninety five is like a really good baseline. It's basically an estimate of points per 100 possessions right um so i mean you can kind of do the math on that 90 95 is kind of 
a, a, a good average baseline. Um, so I'll go through it. I'll just go through the whole roster because I have the whole team. Um, Dwayne Sutton, 132. Um, best offensive rating on the team. Um, seemed pretty quiet tonight, but, you know, when he touched the ball, he was effective. He, he, had, um, a ton of, he had a ton of rebounds, right? He had 10 rebounds. Yeah, he had, you know, it was a very Dwayne Sutton game, really nine points. Um <laughs> 10 rebounds. Really two quickly, steals, a block. I mean, he had nine. He had nine points, and you're right. It was it was a quiet point. It was a quiet um, a quiet nine points, I guess, almost 10 points. But those three missed threes. I think all three of them were wide open shots. Yeah, and I, I said that during uh, during the game that those threes and the Kimball threes that both missed down the stretch were threes that yes. were made all season during the miss exactly. of this run. Um, exactly. So. Malik Williams, uh, 103, um, third best offensive rating on the team. Don't really have a whole lot of comments on him. He was great late. He was excellent. You know? He was excellent today. He yeah, was excellent. David David Johnson, 87. That's an interesting number for me because he had a very up and down game. He took um, 12, took 13 shots, most on the team. Um, so yeah, wow. David Johnson. Yeah, David it, it, David Johnson, six of thirteen. Listen and, and listen. It, it, there's a lot of people. We've we've had so many discussions about the guards and playing the guards. This is not the game to me that you come and you say David Johnson needs to be playing 35 minutes a game because I, I, I he was great and he closed things out and he did a good job. Um, but there were so many times that he kind of went up and just lost the ball. Like yeah. he had four turnovers, but I feel like it was stripped away from him another three, three times. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, he played, he, he, played 24, he played 24 minutes and he basically took a shot every two minutes tonight. It's not. Um, and he's, <laughs> it's, you know, he's not the, the guy who's a, a stellar like jump shotter. He's a guy that you want to get to the rim and can he finish at the rim a, and things like that. Nice but jump shots. So we'll say, yeah, he, and he, did, he missed um, that open three he missed that that three was wide open i was like oh this is it um jordan Moore, worst <laughs> offensive rating on the team not surprising 31, 31. yeah um just that's just you know, atrocious we, we've kind of belabored that point um sam 104 i thought he had a good game he had hit a big three in the first half um i mentioned i mentioned in the in the discord which went swimmingly with all four of us and then ended up going terribly because we lost we're never gonna uh, I, I deleted the channel like we're not, i was we're thinking not the doing exact this. same thing dude well i mentioned in the discord in the in the chat and i posted the link if you'd like to join do maybe we'll turn it around in the discord I, I don't know but anyway but it always feels like sam's like on the like on the midst of breaking out and yeah. like yeah 104 is a really good offensive rating um but he only he only made one three and and missed another shot and then was able to get to the rim it's on yeah. um but it always feels like he's just on the edge of having instead of a five point performance a 12 13 point performance and I think this is another one of those nights. It's just like, come on, we're so close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the wild thing that I'm looking about this offensive rating, both offensive rating and defensive rating are flawed stats. Um, so defensive rating the, very flawed. As, as I'm looking, I'm trying to find the defensive rating. I found it on the stats broadcast, and it's like doesn't work. <laughs> it's, no, it's just, it, 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 it's just funny that like local had four players that had. Double, triple-digit offensive well, ratings. Let's look at, let's look at Georgia, plus minus. Georgia Tech out of one. Um, let's look at we, plus minus. We can go through plus, plus minus. Another greatly flawed stat. So let's do it. <laughs> Fresh Kimball minus nine. Yeah. Darius Perry minus fifteen. 
Stephen Enoch minus ten. Uh, Dwayne Sutton minus thirteen. The guards were bad. Um, outside of uh, David Johnson, who was I, decent. We, we joked before the game that Darius Perry was either going to drop thirteen points or have like five turnovers and nothing in between. And um, yeah. he only had one turnover, but it wasn't it wasn't a great performance. Um, wow, yeah, Stephen really Enoch played fourteen minutes, man. They doubled him a lot, and he got into that. He got into the. He got those. I think he had four foul. He he picked up this the the third and fourth foul in the second half pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I, there were there were seventy possessions in this game, and Louisville scored fifty eight. There were fifty nine against Virginia, and they scored. What did they score against Virginia? Sixty eight. Yeah. No, they scored. They no, scored right They scored eighty. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, no, they I think they scored 80, exactly. Right they scored exactly yeah. eighty. Yeah. <laughs> so there were there were twelve less possessions, and they scored twenty two more points, which is you know a great example of this team. Um, yeah, man, we can kind of wrap it up if you want to. I don't know if you have any any other thing you wanted to get to. What does this change your expectations for the rest of the season? Um. I don't think so. I was getting to the point. I was getting to the the point to where I was like, you know, it's Final Four bust. And I think that's the expectation for this team, and I don't think that should change because they've displayed who they can be. And if there isn't isn't a Final Four Elite Eight-type run, then, you know, some of the blame will fall at the feet of Chris Mack, and that's when we'll have a discussion uh, about those, those things. But... I think I think it's it, it's turned things around that I'm very much more interested in matchup matchups now. Um, Kansas was truly one of the bigger the the, the the teams that scared me the most that Louisville could face in the NCAA tournament because they have a dominant big man, they have really good guards. Um, it just seemed like they had an answer for where the spots that Louisville could hurt you at. Um, but now I think I, I could expand that list a little bit more. Um, Dayton doesn't really concern me because they put up a lot of points um, and they're really good offensively, but they're not great defensively. Um, and I think that's the teams that, that Louisville would have, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances with pretty much any team that says, you know, first to 100 with Louisville versus, you know, let's let's hold each other to under 60, which is hilarious because they, they, they look very good <laughs> against Virginia. Um, but that's that's kind of how I feel. I don't know. Do you do you think like would you would you look at the team and be like, hey, you know, give me a track meet against any team and I like my chances versus a knock knockdown drag out drag out fight. That's kind of the way I feel. What about you? Yeah, I definitely am interested. I'm definitely interested in games that that can move freely teams that um that don't muck things up you know teams that aren't fouling a ton which uh which georgia tech does a ton um i mean they're 224th and in, in free throws allowed over free over field goals allowed they're just they're about being physical with you um i think my concern i think what this has changed for me is that it has made more real the possibility i i, I just i think a lot about that minnesota loss last year of it, it, it was sort of the it's same it's, kind it's, of loss it, it, it's easy to do well a lot of Louisville's losses were the same way and last year they rolled over and that i'm not gonna do that right now because 
this fan base is way too much. Let's go freaking fire the coaches after every loss. Oh, of course. But if you want to talk about Chris Mack, that's when you see trends and losses, that's when I think it's fair to talk about coaching. But here's here's what's funny to me is that the we we entered this season and the theme was finish, and it feels like now the theme should be start. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just I spun gold right there. That was gold. That, 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 that's the name of the podcast, man. We got it at the 41-minute mark, but God damn it, we got it. Um, now that you say that, I want to— No, wanna... but seriously, they, they should—Max said it, you know, to, um, to Bobby V, and the team is, is consistently being down double digits to teams in the first half. Like how many games has that happened? In? It, it, I can't even count how many, I think it's like five or six this year. So in 2020 so far. And then of course the losses we had, it, they put themselves behind the eight ball for a team that's so effective off- offensively and has at times been so effective defensively. It's just, it, it, it has become a broken record and it is, I, it is, we we joked for a while about the first segment of the second half, but now I'm ready to really start well, talking about the segment. first couple segments, the first ten minutes of the first half. I'll, uh, um, I'd love for you to you got to do those say, stats I have all the again. Segment we, numbers. I, love, uh, I don't have like the actual physical numbers for Virginia yet because I haven't updated, but I know that that Louisville won the first two segments in that game, and then they lost the third one, and then they won the fourth one. Um, I just don't know what the what the margin of those were. Um, so Clemson obviously was their last like real complete game they they won every segment in that game except the last one um boston college lost the opening segment nc state they won the open opening segment by one wake forest they lost it by nine and then georgia tech in the last time at the young they lost by five um so yeah i mean it's it's a thing um one two three four five Five out of their last six games, not including this game, they had won the last segment. So, everything you just said is completely spot on. <laughs> but, so, I mean, they're, they, I mean, they're finished. I think they won the last segment of this game, too. I mean, maybe not counting the free throws. But uh, for a period of time, they certainly were. And... It's just it, it's it, Mac is right. I, I think that's the biggest thing is is motivating this, it, and I hate the word motivation because just just figuring out aggressiveness. I've liked how laid back they are at some points because it's made me feel like they're not gonna pressure and they can always come back, especially the way they shoot the ball. Um, I just I would love for these things to even out. I would love for them not to be all the way one yeah, way and, and all the way. I, and, I think and that's not a good way to put it because I, I don't think sense. you've seen a, a a nice like tight rope with this mobile team. When things have been really good, they've been really good. When they've been bad, they've pretty much been really bad. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, this is as worse as it's been. I mean, I don't know. I think they yeah, still, like, this was their first. It, even the games that they loss. won, it was bad for such a significant, like a, a margin of the game. Like it, it, it was yes, bad. It's like fair. this is going to be. You knew yeah. Wake Forest. You knew Georgia Tech. That this is going to be a game within the first ten minutes. Like the first five minutes, first five minutes, you knew it immediately. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. 
and, and and having those feelings is just just having to sweat these things out. And and I I joked with I joked with some guys yeah. at halftime. I was like, they're gonna win by ten. They do this all the time. They're gonna win by ten. <laughs> they're not gonna go one for fourteen yeah, it, in the uh, second half again. And they have two just threes, about almost did. What it was. No three threes. Three and, and twenty four. They only, yeah, they made, they only made two. They took the same, two took 10, the same amount of free throws as they did three pointers. They That's one for probably pretty rare. <laughs> um, six. Well, Chris, any last just words ugly before box we close score, this out? I don't know what more we can say. 18, 18 turnovers, 18 turnovers at Georgia Tech. It's a, it's uh, a, what a weird game. You, looks like, no. Georgia Tech didn't play too. great either. Like that's a problem. <laughs> they, had more, they had more turnovers than you, and you also out rebounded them. That's, what a weird. What a, that's something, man. I think I think the best case scenario. I mean, I, again, I I really believe it. I I think Louisville was going to trip up. I I I believe they were going to trip up until they didn't. And um, I knew I had a feeling it wasn't going to be Florida State. Maybe this kicks because this is not what you want to do going into Florida State. So maybe this kicks things in gear. I can tell you it's going to be yeah. a really shitty 48 hours for these guys. <laughs> Just the way that Mac was talking. Um, they're not going to enjoy it. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens against Clemson. That's a team you absolutely hate. Yeah. Now it's I think Clemson's in a you pretty, can't lose another game. You can't did lose Clemson lose tonight to Pittsburgh? Besides, besides Florida State. I'm about to check. It seemed like they were in a bit of a free fall. Okay. They did not. They beat. They oh, beat wow. twenty. So they, maybe they, they beat Pittsburgh by twenty uh, points. You're like figuring out the middle half of this ACC. Um, yeah. So I, I think that pretty much covers it, man. Um, we will reconvene after Clemson. <laughs> we will take care, guys. Uh, appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>